Hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Joy Fountain podcast. It is my prayer that the message you're about to hear will in many ways than one feed your soul and strengthen your decision and resolve to follow Jesus. My name is Andaza Hezekiah, pastor at the Joy Fountain Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May your joy be full today in Jesus' mighty name. Now let's dive into the Word. Let us turn our Bibles to uh, Genesis chapter 25. And today we're talking again about the blessing. And we're talking about the blessing with Isaac. So we have heard many Christian leaders say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We've heard on a rare occasion you hear God is a tri-generational God or that he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Like he appeared to Abraham. Uh, Abraham uh, told his son Isaac about his relationship and covenant with God. And so God also appeared to Isaac. And then you go to Jacob. God also appeared to Jacob and had an encounter with him and so on and so forth. And we know that in Genesis chapter 12, we've established that going and reading it in one of our services weeks back, we read and saw how God appeared to Abraham and told him that, you know, I will bless you. I will bless you. And he said, through your family, the nations, all the families of the earth will be blessed. All the families of the earth will be blessed. And in Galatians, Paul explains what all that meant to us being that the blessing of Christ came through Abraham. And we actually see that God didn't hide the information. In Matthew chapter 1, it is clear the genealogy of Christ is in the family lineage of Abraham. Hallelujah. So having understood that, the blessing of Abraham is actually the person of Christ. That through that family, God selected the family and said, somebody called Yeshua will come through your family. The Savior will come through your family. And when he was born, he was named Yeshua of Jesus. And through him, came the salvation of mankind. He gave himself for salvation of mankind. It was actually God who came in human flesh to save us and to bring us out of darkness into the light. All right, so today we are looking at this blessing. Last week, we looked at the blessing with Jacob or upon Jacob or in Jacob, how the blessing worked with Jacob. And listen, what I did last week was just a microcosm of what you can learn if you go and read those scriptures on your own. And in the Old Testament, one of the things I like about reading the Old Testament scriptures is the depth of information and wisdom that is contained in it. It doesn't mean that there isn't any in the New Testament. Of course, there is. The scripture is full of wisdom. But the stories in the Old Testament are written for us to be able to learn from. The New Testament speaks of the advent of Christ and the work that the apostles did and the early church. And then you have the book of Revelation that speaks about events that are happening in the future and concurrently as far as eternity is concerned. Because eternity does not have a beginning or an end. So that's what the book of Revelation grants to us. But understanding that when you look at the the, the, the Old Testament, you see Christ in there as you look at the lives of these people. You see God at work and may God help us. May the anointing of God be upon this message and upon you who are listening in Jesus' mighty name. And that's why I love to travel in the Old Testament. Any Christian who tells you, oh, you know, the Old Testament should not be read because of all those gory details and all that. You know, yeah, it's not true. You know, the history of humanity is full with all manner of um, horrible details. And the Bible does not hide from it. It presents it the way it is. That's why it's a good book. It shows the bad, the good, the ugly. And, and how God walks through all of that in order to bring salvation to humankind. So let's talk about the blessing with Isaac. Isaac was the son of Abraham, the one who was promised, and it didn't happen until 25 years after the promise. He was born when his father was 100 years of age. 
So let's look at what happened in Isaac's life in verse 19 of Genesis 25. I'm going to read. It says, this is the account of the family of Isaac, the son of Abraham. When Isaac was 40 years old, he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean from Padan Aram, and the sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children. The Lord answered Isaac's prayer, and Rebekah became pregnant with twins. I'll stop there for now. So Isaac had a problem. I want to start by saying the fact that Isaac was carrying the blessing of Abraham, the great blessing of Abraham, the anointing of God upon his life, the fact that Christ was passing through Isaac to go down through the generations to come to you and I did not mean that he would not have a problem. This is the mistake some people make when they become believers. They think just because I'm a Christian means I'm not going to have any problem. That's not true. Problems are part of life. But they, here is the beauty of being a believer. When a Christian has a problem, you have two options. Option number one, you can go and resolve the problem by yourself if you think you can, or you can bring the problem to God so that he gives you the strength, the wisdom, the insight, and the capability to resolve the issue. You see, every human being will have a problem that only God can solve. You need to understand that. And whether you are blessed with the blessing of Abraham or not, you will come across a traumatic situation in your life that you would need God to intervene on your behalf. And this is exactly what we see here. The Bible says that Isaac's wife, Rebecca, could not have children. Now, there are many people in our world today who cannot have children. And in these days, we know what people do. They go to the doctors. They go to the gynecologists. They go to those who have done a lot of studies over the years. And some people are able to take certain kinds of medication to resolve their medical problem, whether on the side of the male or on the side of the female, and eventually they would have a child. Thank God for those advancements in science. But can you imagine Thousands of years ago when people did not have that. Now, you may say we've made so much advancement in science. And so, yeah, we no, there are problems still that only God can resolve until one way or the other, we uh, get to that point where we may not need a miracle for that specific item or problem. But I, I must say that there's no day in the life of a human being somewhere around the planet where a miracle is not needed or a miracle is not required. Even today, with all our advancement, even today with all the, the technology that we have, you know, my phone is an iPhone something. I don't even know the number. I've lost count. But this particular one, I can do everything on this phone. I can go to my bank on the phone. I can book a ticket to travel on the phone. I can order food. I can actually watch the food coming to my house. That way it manages the hunger pants, you know. You see the driver picking up the food. They tell you the driver has just picked up. You even know the name of the driver. Then it comes. You can get a taxi to take you to the airport. And it tells you in 45 minutes or 10 minutes, there's a taxi not far away. It'll come. And then you even pay before the taxi gets to your house. You can do all this on this tiny piece. But in spite of all these friends, we still need a miracle. Let me tell you a story of a miracle that happened to me once. I was in England. I had traveled to Manchester. I had been in Leeds. I had been in Scotland. I went into London to visit a friend on my way from Aberdeen. And I kind of mixed up my timing and I was running late. So I prayed and I said, God, I need a miracle. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation before. So here I am. I am blessed. I believe I'm of the seed of Abraham by reason of adoption in Galatians chapter 3. 
All right. So every Christian has been grafted into that tree. I can explain that later. So I'm on my way to the airport. I'm like, oh, God, I'm late. Oh, my my friend's wife dropped me at a station that would be quicker. And it was rush hour. The flight to Canada was in the morning. So then I arrived. Now, they had just opened a new terminal at Heathrow Airport. And something happened. They had to shut that terminal. So everyone was going through Terminal 1. And it was so busy. When I got there, I could not believe the crowd of people in the airport. And I had prayed on my way to the airport. So I said, oh, my goodness. I, you know, I thought to myself, man, I need a blessing now. I need a miracle. I need the blessing of God. Just like you see, Isaac prayed. But I prayed in the car on the way to the airport. I prayed in the train, the underground, on the way to the airport. I was now standing before a serious problem, a mountain. People all over the place. I couldn't even find a machine, uh, 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 you know, those uh, uh, do-it-yourself machines. What do you got? The kiosk. So here I was standing and then again, I felt in my spirit, pray. So I prayed. And then I saw a lady coming down with the uniform of the airline that I was, the British Airways uniform. And she had her name on there, Jane Money. Jane Money was her name. Believe me. True story. So she walked by me and there was a, a, a man from an East Indian man walking behind her. And I said, can I talk to you for a second? She said, I'll come back and look for you. I said, okay. But I'm like, because she was trying to help this man. So she walked away and went off. And I kept praying. I said, God, what am I going to do? I had even given up on Jane Money coming back. Next thing I know, somebody was standing right by me. Here was Jane Money. Said, I told you I'll come back. So what can I help you with? And I explained to her that I was heading for Toronto en route to Winnipeg. And I need, I just don't know what to do. She said, come with me. And I followed Jane Money. She opened up a barrier that was supposed to keep people from going through a certain area. She took it and said, come right through. She locked it up and she went and she actually crossed over the conveyor belt. And then she went into one of those uh, cubicles and she, she used the key. She opened everything up and, and she, che <laughs> she checked me in. And then she told me where to go, what to do. I couldn't believe it. Guess what? I was the last person that sat on the bus as it drove from the terminal building to go towards the aircraft. And the aircraft was quite a distance. As I was sitting down, they were just about to leave. They closed the door just as I walked in. I would have missed the flight. I prayed three times in the car while my wife's, uh, my friend's wife was taking me in the underground. You know, London has an interesting, one of the most interesting uh, underground networks you would ever find. Just like the New York subway. But it beats that. It beats New York subway. There's a line that goes right to Heathrow Airport. And I was praying there. I said, God, help me out. Help me out. Because there wasn't sufficient time, especially in rush hour. The trains are full. But I prayed. The blessed also have problems. But the amazing thing about the blessed is that we can go to God no matter how small the problem may look to you. This is a marked difference between those who know the Lord and those who do not. And don't get me wrong. Those who do not know the Lord can pray also. Now, how God will answer is not my business. My, my understanding is as a child of God, I have this amazing privilege. And please don't take it for granted. All right, let's keep going. I have a couple points here. Look at verse 22. He says, but the two children struggled with each other in her womb. So she went to ask the Lord about it. Why is this happening to me? She asked. And the Lord said to her, the sons in your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other. And your older son will serve your younger son. 
And when the time came to give birth, Rebecca discovered that she had indeed twins. I'll stop there. So exactly the same thing happened to Rebecca. Rebecca is also a child of promise. Having married Isaac, she also had the blessing upon her. She had to pray also and ask God for the, because the, 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 her own, like her kids were struggling in the womb. If women who have been pregnant, you know that kids run around there. They move, they do all kinds of things, right? They kick, they, you know, sometimes you can actually see the, the elbow, the hand, the feet, you know. I, I've had three of them and, and I know the ones that did a lot more running around in the womb than the ones who did not. It's funny. Some kids who are very quiet in the womb are the ones who come out and start running all over the place. And the ones who are running in the womb tend to be the ones that come out and become very calm. I don't get that. I don't know what's going on there. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to try to get into that. But it's important to understand these things. Okay. And, and she went to the Lord also. I just want to close off on that section to say, we can go to God. It's a privilege, it's a blessing, and we see that and learn that from the life of Isaac. It happened in Abraham's life too. It happened in Jacob's life too. We can do that. In revising the definition of a blessing, we said at the very first message weeks ago, I said that the blessing is God imputing something divine in a person, upon a person, around a person, with a person, okay? In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, 2 Peter chapter 1, I'd like you to turn to it if you can, 2 Peter, and you mark it if you've never read it before, because those are the scriptures that explain our faith. Those are the scriptures that help you to understand, not just be, to be a Christian that doesn't have any understanding of what the concept is. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, Peter is writing to the church at the time, and he says, by his divine power, verse 3, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So he talks about us being, the King James Version says, the New King James says, we have become made partakers. You partake of a divine nature. So you don't, uh, here it says we share of his divine nature. That is glorious. That is wonderful. Our God's DNA is given to you as a Christian. And this is why you need to understand that followers of Jesus have the blessing of Abraham because they have known Christ. So they have a portion, they have been given, a, they've been made partakers. They've been made to share in God's divine nature. That is why they become sensitive to God. That is why they now want to pray. That is why they now want to gather with other Christians. That is why they don't scroll past something like this. They want to be part of it because there's something, they have the, the divine nature in them. That's why they feel like going to pray to ask God for help. Sometimes they forget. Sometimes they become lazy. But it doesn't change the fact that they have been made partakers, sharers of God's divine nature. Understand that. All right. Let us also continue to look at Isaac and the blessing of divine involvement and engagement. What, watch what I said. Isaac and the blessing of divine involvement and engagement. Divine involvement and engagement. What is this all about? I want you to put your name there. I'm going to put my name there. Andaza and the blessing of divine involvement and engagement. My wife is Folusha. I can say Folusha and the blessing of divine involvement and engagement. I can put my children's name there too. And I want to explain that as we go along. 
if you look at what happened, we, the, we have already talked about Isaac and Rebekah. What did they do? The first point is that they sought the Lord regarding childlessness and the Lord heard them. I said, blessed people also have problems. People with the blessing of God upon their life also have difficulties. If we didn't have difficulties, we would have no need of God. If we didn't have a difficult world, we would have no need to pray. We would all just be going, you know, and just dandily enjoying our lives and all that. But there are difficulties, so we come to God to help us through those difficulties. Isaac prospered in the midst of a famine. This is another point. Beside the fact that he sought the Lord and the Lord heard him, his wife sought the Lord and the Lord heard her also and gave her an explanation of why there is a struggle. Don't, don't just discount things. Go to God. This is, this, these principles are still applicable in the year 2020. And I, I want to say that as Christians, we should pray to God about the things that are happening in our world. I have been talking to the Lord personally because I read a lot of news. And the news on either side of the political spectrum sometimes has been stained. A lot of times there are lies being played on either side. While some of them are fairly balanced, others are not. The things happening in our country, Canada, the government, you know, we need to ask God questions. And there are things God will show you. But you have to become intentional, not just to go with the popular views or to go with what is happening, but to ask God to show you. And let me tell you, your eyes will be open. Sometimes you will see things that will shock you. But we are not asking. You know the only things most Christians ask for? A job, a wife, a husband, a car. A... These are things that, I mean, come on. God is interested in everything. But do you know that there are things happening today? The Bible says that the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. So here is this woman called Rebecca. She's pregnant with twins, which was an answer to prayer. Sometimes just because God has answered your prayer doesn't mean that problems will not follow. Sometimes answer to prayer comes with more problems. You see? Okay, so we wanted a place for our church. We prayed and God gave us an address and God gave us a location. We got the city to change the location into a church. And, and so it, we don't have to pay taxes uh, as a charity, a charitable uh, concern. So we have that property. But there are other problems that come. The problem of constructing, the problem of getting a permit, the problem of dealing with the city and its officials, the problem of, uh, you know, <laughs> like there are problems that come. Just because God has answered your prayer doesn't mean the twins will not be fighting in the womb. But when the twins are fighting in the womb and you go to God and ask, then he reveals to you more. It's like a big book. You are in chapter 2 and there's chapter 3, 5, all the way to chapter 12. And then there is the end of the book and all that stuff. There's the introduction, there's the post, whatever. You know. So we need to understand that just because God has blessed you, just because God has answered your prayer, doesn't mean there are no problems to follow. And the problems to follow are opportunities for prosperity, for progress, and for promotion. So when there's a problem, I want you to see the problem as a ladder with which you get to the next level. And so that's what happened to this couple. The Isaac prospered also in the midst of a famine. In Genesis chapter 26, it says that a severe famine now struck the land, as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerah, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. You see, God said, you are blessed. <laughs> but now today he's saying, I will bless you. This is why I said, there's a blessing for yesterday, 
and there's a blessing for today. There's a blessing for last year. There's a blessing for today. God wants to be in our life to always remind us that I am with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And I want to bless you today, just like I did yesterday. And what happened? The Bible says in verse 6, so Isaac stayed in Gerar. Isaac stayed in Gerar. And when we go on to read in verse 12, the Bible says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. I want you to understand that the blessing of the Lord can be upon your work as a teacher and your result will be so unique that people will say, how are you turning these kids into winners because of his anointing and blessing upon your life? That somebody else will come to the same classroom, do the same work like you do, and yet they may even have more qualifications and they will have good results. But your result will have the shine of heaven's glory on it. And I want you to understand that the shine of heaven's glory is visible to humankind. Because we came from God, even if we deny it. We came from God, even if we refuse to acknowledge it. The, 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 the shine of heaven's glory upon the blessed of God is very obvious. Let me prove it to you. We see in the life of Isaac that very much later, look at what happened to Isaac in verse 16. The king of Gerah said to him, Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. If you look back, they were jealous of him. Verse 15, the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. In those days, if you have a well, you are wealthy. You have water. You can feed your flock. You can feed your sheep, your cattle, your camels. And you can, you can give water to other people. He was wealthy, but they filled it with dirt. They were so jealous of him. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. So they were jealous of the generational wealth that had passed on to him from Abraham. So they blocked the wells. But guess what? And that's what's happening today. There are many people who are angry. They don't like the church because the enemy hates the church and use certain people against the church. And But this is what is happening. Despite the attacks on the church, despite even national censorship, on the churches of the world, in different parts of the world, in different times and seasons and generations, have you noticed that the church has prospered despite bad news, despite wrong things that have happened even within the church because human beings are imperfect. God has still blessed the church and the church has, you know, people do not realize. Do you know that YMCA is a product of the church? Do you know that many of the universities that are leading today were products of the church? Is it Harvard? Is it Oxford? Even many universities in Canada were initially church-based organizations. They were Bible colleges, some of them. And then later they transited and became what they are today. If you check the history of many of these organizations, you will be surprised where they all started. What am I trying to say? The church was meant to be a blessing. Has it made mistakes? Yes, the leaders of the church and the people who run the church are human beings, just like we see in the Bible. But in it, we see the mercy of God and the glorious reign of God working through people who are imperfect for his own purposes. Okay? So Isaac prospered in the midst of a famine. The people were jealous of him. But like I said, the glory shines 
I was using a teacher as an example. You could be, you could be a doctor, you could be a journalist, you could be a nurse, you could be a laborer working on the street. I'm saying the blessing of God can shine in your life, even in this season when they say pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. The glory of God can shine around you if you believe. You've got to believe because these people came to God. And God told them, do this or do this, all right? Or God came to them and gave them instruction and they did what God said. But look at what happened. The Bible says in verse 26 of Genesis 26, one day King Abimelech came from Gera with his advisor Ahuzath and also Pilkol or Philcol, his army commander. Why have you come here? Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your, your land. They replied. You see, even Isaac was a tenant on somebody else's land. Can you see? You, the blessed will have their own difficulties. He was kicked out. I remember being kicked out once. I'm not going to go into that story. But anyway, uh, they replied, we can plainly see that the Lord is with you. So we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. The people that kicked him out came to look for him because they saw the shine of heaven's glory upon Isaac and all that he was doing. Today, do you know that because of the blessing of Abraham, which is Christ, which was with Isaac, which was with Jacob, is also with you. And if you believe the things that you do, no matter how small, the things that God blesses and breathes upon that your hand accomplishes will have such a shine on it because you are a citizen of heaven. The Bible says, Paul writes, our citizenship is from heaven. Very important, all right? So they said in verse 29, swear that you will not harm us. Just as we have never troubled you, we have always treated you well and we sent you away from us in peace. And now look how the Lord has blessed you. This is the reality. Some people will treat you badly. Some people will say all kinds of things about you. But if God is with you, if God is with you, you know, in my three decades of ministry, I have seen that if we look up to God, People may do and say they may be incited by the enemy against us uh, or they just are incited by themselves just because we are people, right? If you stick the course, stay the course, ensure that you do God's will and honor him, you will be blessed. It is well and it's going to be well in the name of Jesus Christ. Like I said today, the church is hated by many. The church is the butt of jokes on the many TV shows, but nothing seems to stop. There are people who are now making a mess of the church, making jokes, crude jokes against the church. But guess what? Some of those people are going to come to church very soon because the world, there's a shaking about to take place. You know, the other day, the Lord gave me a vision and I saw, um, and I was sharing with my wife, I saw two prominent Hollywood characters, individuals, walk into our church. And I said, God, what does this mean? And they came to my wife and I, and they were asking us to pray with them that they need help. They were so afraid. And I realized that something was happening. And when I checked the news, I realized all of the exposures going on. Some people who are so well-placed in Hollywood are about to be exposed for some of the evil that they've been engaged in. And many of them, many, 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 not just that. There are many other things that will happen. And because there's a great shaking coming in the world between now and December, uh -huh, we need to pray. I've been talking about it, and I'm going to be calling a time of fasting and prayer for those who are interested, who would like to take on that journey. Because what is coming for us to navigate it and keep our, our sanity, we need the grace of God. All right. So with all of that, the church marches on. I thank God that we, we can learn from here that at the end of the day, there is going to be a winner, just like we see with Isaac. We are following Jesus Christ. This year, our theme as a church is following Jesus, to follow Jesus, following Jesus. Isaac haters eventually acknowledge God. The haters of the church, many of them will acknowledge God. Those who refuse to acknowledge God will have themselves to blame. 
because they are not fighting against a human being. They are fighting against the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to close by saying this. Can you tell, just like Abimelech, that king of Gera, could tell that something else was operating in Isaac's life? Can you tell that something else is operating in the church? You that you are watching here casually, maybe you are not a part of our church, but you just joined on. Are you able to tell that something is special about this people, about this work, about Jesus, but you don't know what it is? Maybe it's time for you to take a step of faith and say, I want to walk with you. I want to know who Jesus is. I want to have a relationship with Jesus. And if you already have a relationship with Jesus and you say, well, you know, Pastor, what you're talking about, and that's like, I, can't, I can't say that in my own life I have experienced that shine. Nothing seems to be different for me. I'm just like everybody else. Oh, well, well you know what? I'm going to ask you one thing. Have you leaned in a little bit? Have you been intentional in seeking God? When last did you pray? When last did you say, God, who am I? What's happening in my life? Am I different? Is there something you are doing in me? When last did you ask that question? My friends, if you do, if you pray, just like Isaac did, Isaac would have gone to the medicine man down the road. My wife doesn't have a child. What am I going to do? But his father had taught him that the God who appeared to me and spoke to me and at 100 years of age, I have you. Whenever you have a problem, you go to him first. Don't go down to the medicine man down the road because he is our God. Today, we can turn to anything we want to turn to. But if we turn to God, he sure has an answer. He has a way out. We are blessed people. We have the blessing. Just like God was with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. That same God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is with us today. If you will only listen, if you only heed him, he's more than able to do exceeding abundantly above what you can ever think or ask. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Were you blessed by the message? Do you have any questions? Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord? Please let us know. You can contact us by sending us a message on our contact page at joyfountainchurch.com. Have a blessed day.